0: Welcome to Awkward's Anonymous, the podcast where two sisters stricken with the disease to please share their experiences and opinions while making a conscious effort to be unapologetically honest. Sorry if anything we say offends you. Oh, shoot. I'm not supposed to say that. Come on, Missy. Hello, Chrissy. Hi, Missy. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> You just said that really weird. Hi, Missy. <laughs> hey. Hello. Um, how are you this week? <laughs> um, I'm okay. This week, I feel very drained and foggy. You know, when you're just like, I don't know, just so bone weary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't take
1: offense, but you actually kind of look drained and foggy. <laughs> I'm just and bone so... Weary.
0: I don't have any life. Like, you just look tired in your eyes. Yeah. I feel tired in my eyes. (laughs) I feel tired in my soul. Last week, we talked
1: about how you had an impending craft fair that we were getting prepared for. Mm -hmm. I feel like that might work its way into this whole being weary thing. So, how did that go?
0: It was a mixed bag. So overall, if you look at how much I sold to the people who showed up, (laughs) I did very well. Mm -hmm. However, we were given a not very conservative estimate on the number of people that were going, uh, the number of foot traffic that was going to go through. I was told that they were expecting around 600 people, so I made enough macarons and cupcakes for... 200 people. I made like two, two or 300 items items to sell. Yeah. I think it would be generous to say that even a hundred people walked through. So even if every single person who walked through bought something from me, I still would have had way too much. Yeah. So, but of those, you know, we'll say a hundred people, I would say probably 80% bought something. Mm -hmm. I will admit when I left, I felt very, very discouraged. Mm-hmm. Very just like, Oh my gosh, this was not worth it. Even, even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like all the ingredients that I wasted, all th- I took two days off of work. <laughs> <laughs> I used every single box that I had. I mean, you were there the night before helping me pack all this stuff. It was just so, so much work, and it was so stressful. Mm-hmm. And then getting things set up, we just had one one <laughs> thing after the other. Like, I had to go to the bank to get change. The banks were all closed. I had to go to the laundromat to get quarters. <laughs> and then when we get there and we're setting up, The table that we brought, yeah, it, like, literally disintegrated.
1: So you want to talk about an absolute fucking introvert's nightmare. Like you said, you were running around trying to get change, and we weren't late by any means, Mm -hmm. but we were one of the last vendors to show up. In fact, we were the second to last vendor to show up. And everybody else was just sort of fin- doing their finishing touches. Mm-hmm. So essentially everyone's sitting there. All the other seasoned vendors are sitting there in their little, you know, foldy chairs watching this show, you know, right in front of them. <laughs> and I I just, uh, first I couldn't figure out where our space was. So I'm driving up and down the alleyway. <laughs> they can tell. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> And so finally, you're like, it's right
0: there. (laughs) Yeah, for some reason. So when I told you where our spot was, and I was like, so just pull through and we'll unload there. And you you just like blasted past our spot. (laughs) Well, I didn't (laughs) know they were lining up on
1: both sides of the wall.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) Missy thought it was this little sliver (laughs) of space in between these two giant tents. And she's like... Chrissy, our stuff is not, and if, if that had been our spot, our stuff wouldn't have fit there. But it's like, no, we have the entire whole other side with no one else there.
1: Yes. Well, I think we were both feeling a little discombobulated. I kept moving our things from one place to another. Just all the things, I just kept moving them. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And then started unfolding the table, and it literally, like you said, it was just like a, a house of cards. In every little bit and piece and portion of the table, it just imploded.
0: <laughs> it was like it was put together with no screws. Yeah. You know, we were looking at this table and I'm like, how did these even stay together? There's nothing to hold them together. Yeah. So I- imagine
1: it's a, you know, it's a folding table. So you've got two halves of something that are on the top. And then the bottom part is all these metal pipes So, we're already feeling really self-conscious, and then the table falls apart, and these aluminum pipes falling on the pavement could not possibly (laughs) have been louder. (laughs) And we needed a table, so we were also trying to coddle it back together. And we finally realized, we're like, this is not, this is not going to happen. Ain't never going to happen. We're going to be selling cupcakes from the ground. Yeah. So, thank God you went in, and the person who was holding the event had like a little mini table for you to use. But yeah, so then that was number one. And number two was we went in on a canopy together. When do you think was the first time we decided to assemble this canopy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, not a great time to be experimenting (laughs) with a 10 by 10 canopy. And I don't think, you know, we're both really bad at like, we can see numbers like it says how big it is, but that doesn't really mean anything to us. Yeah,
1: conceptually we it just goes over our head what that really means. Yeah.
0: And so we're getting it out and we're unfolding it and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger <laughs> and we're like are is our booth going to be end up be, I mean, it's certainly if we had used this canopy our, this would not have fit in that little sliver of space <laughs> no. that Missy thought we were in. I mean, it was huge and then we get all the way up And then we pull out the the cloth that goes over it, and we're like, duh, you ding-dongs. You have to put it on first because it's really tall. Well, okay, backing up a little bit more. We get it out. It's all the way extended, but it's really short. Mm -hmm. The top is only coming up to my chest. And although I'm very tall, people would have to, like, crawl (laughs) under the tent to get get any of the baked goods. And we're like, this isn't going to work. Oh, my gosh, this isn't going to work. We're such idiots. Finally, we realize, oh, the legs extend. There was someone that was nice enough. They were watching and they were like, you poor little babies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, to be honest, I mean, it was nice that he did that.
1: But I don't know. I just did not get a good feeling from our fellow vendors
0: that day. I don't know. There was no camaraderie at all. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I noticed is, okay, so after we've already gotten set up, So we were past that debacle, but it felt like people were actively ignoring us. Mm. I was watching all these vendors when there weren't customers around, they would go to each other's station. Mm. They would go to each other's shop and like look at stuff and talk to each other and not even one, not a single one came over and talked to us. Yeah.
1: And you were selling food for heaven's sake and you were giving away free samples So they heard us saying, you know, free sample, free sample, free sample. If you have no other, like, icebreaker, why wouldn't it be that? Yeah. I don't get it. Now, the customers, I felt, did a much better job acknowledging your booth than my previous experience with my craft fairs. I feel like even customers actively ignore my booth. And I know it's just a way I feel. I'm not saying it's a fact. Mm -hmm. But I think that the customers were really engaged. Now, there were some people that you could tell they were trying to just walk by, but when you say free sample, you you hook them. (laughs) You get them in there.
0: I noticed that it was, hey, are you interested in any free samples? Like, people would try to not make eye contact, and a part of me understands because I don't like making direct eye contact with people. I don't like you don't want to get drawn in. I don't want to get drawn in, but you're at a fucking craft fair. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm the reason you're here. Right. right. You weren't just like, oh, well, I wanted to just walk through this alleyway because <laughs> it was be literally bothered. in an alley. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. You had to go out of your way. You are not in that alley unless you are interested in the craft fair.
0: Yeah. So the people who were organizing the event, they are very, very supportive of the small businesses. Like, that's that's basically what their whole focus is. is mm-hmm. They focus on local businesses and advertising for them and getting their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. One of the organizers was going around with her phone and she was asking people, you know, hey, I'm going to post something on Facebook. Are you cool if I just shoot, you know, 10 second video? You just tell me who you are. Tell me what you're selling, what your shop's called, anything that you want to have out there. (sighs) Missy, (laughs) I like, I can't even really find words to describe The sheer, intense panic Mm -hmm. when she came over. I hope that it wasn't noticeable, but as I was doing my quick little spiel, I almost started crying.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I didn't notice that you were about to cry. You don't have to explain your intense, sheer terror because I totally get it. Because when I have been at a craft fair, somebody did that to me, and I was like... I appreciate what you're doing, but fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you're not prepared. Like, it would have been kind of nice, like, if you'd known that they were going to do that ahead of time, or, like, seen her going around recording other people so you could be like, oh, shoot, okay, let me come up with my quick elevator speech. Right. But when she's literally, on got her <laughs> phone in your face and she's like, okay, tell me who you are in 10 seconds. You're like, uh, me make copy capes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. This whole experience was something where I went home and I reflected. Every interaction, I was like, okay, reflect. The frustrating thing is I can see the areas where it's like, no, that's you. That's not them, but I don't know what to fucking do about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like when someone comes up, when you have a small business, you're clearly trying to get your stuff out there. If you're at a craft fair, why is it a problem that someone comes up and says, Hey, what's your business called and what do you do? <laughs> It is not normal. It is not healthy that me saying, hi, I'm Chrissy from Sassy Sweetery. I'm a home-based bakery and I do custom orders. That shouldn't make, that shouldn't bring me to tears. Doing that shouldn't be like, so it feels debilitating. Yeah. Like that's the word that kept popping up in my head as I just felt so debilitated. Yeah. You know, you kind of get in a groove as the day goes on, you know, when you have customers that come up and ask like, oh, well, what do you do? And I don't, I don't know, maybe it's kind of sassy to be like this sassy sweetery, but I'm like, what the fuck do you think I do? <laughs> like, what is in front of you? This is what I do. <laughs> Why are you asking me questions?
1: You know, I mean, I listen to you do it all day long. Whatever you need, I can make it happen. Customization. If you have a theme, if you have colors, I really liked it. I I totally get how you're feeling, but I really, really hope that I can convey to you that whatever defeat or nervousness or feeling silly that you may feel or felt then is not warranted. Like, I'm being serious. It's not just because I'm like, oh, you sissy poo. You're perfect. None of that came across. You didn't come across like a bumbling buffoon or talk their ear off and annoy them or say stupid stuff like you gave them the information that they needed and you weren't pushy, but you were friendly, you seemed confident. Gosh. So whatever you were feeling, I just want you to know that it's okay to feel that way, but it's not a reflection of reality.
0: You know, because we mentioned this last week where, you know, we tell people we're introverts and they are like, what are you talking about?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How many people, like, you don't realize the utter turmoil that's going on inside and how how much it is taking you. It took so much from me, Missy, that as soon as we got home on Sunday, I slept all day Monday while I was supposed to be working. I slept. I am still exhausted today. Like, just all of the life that this crap bear sucked out of me. It makes me feel like, I don't know if I can do this two more times this year. So, I mean, I have to ask, assuming that you had
1: accurate numbers, because I know it's devastating to spend all this money. I mean, first of all, we talked at one point during the fair, and I said, did you at least make your booth money back? And you laughed in my face. (laughs) But I feel like between then and the end, you had several purchases that probably pushed you over the edge. But earning back your booth rent doesn't really account for any of the time or any of the ingredients or any of the boxes or the fact that, you know, you spent all day Sunday sitting in a chair when you could have been doing something else. Now, I mean, you were with me all day, so of course it was worth it. But anyway, where I was going with that was put the financial stuff aside and assume that you make an appropriate number and you're not just throwing money down the drain. Did you enjoy it? (sighs) To
0: be honest... I did not enjoy that experience on Sunday. The The enjoyment was overruled by all of the just, oh my gosh, just like so much time, so much anxiety. All of this was just not worth it. But
1: that still goes back to, you know, you having stayed up till two o'clock in the morning the night before making hundreds and hundreds of items and yeah. sitting there knowing that, knowing full well you were going to have to drag five coolers worth of product back home.
0: Yeah. I think that I'll know... I think I'll have a better gauge next month because we signed up for September, October, and November. So next month, I'll know. Only make enough for maybe 100 people. And if you sell out, you sell out. Mm -hmm. There's just so much. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my first craft fair. I lost a shit ton of money. I was not 100% prepared for... The social, I don't know. I don't know why I wasn't prepared for people to ask me, well, what is it that you that you do? Mm -hmm. And it's also frustrating because when I do, you know, there were certain questions that I'm like, okay, this is going to be your spiel, Chrissy. And as I'm thinking about it at home, I'm thinking, I'm so excited to talk to people about this. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got it. I've got it. But then when you're put in that situation, you're just like, I don't want to be here anymore. So let me
1: ask you this. You have come to a couple of craft fairs as my assistant. Mm-hmm. I know that there is less pressure because you're just kind of like, you know, I'm not the one that necessarily has to. I don't mean this in a bad way, but like, I don't really have to care about a lot of those things. There's mm-hmm. nothing at stake for me. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. But like, even from the interaction standpoint, and I'm not offended either way, but like, does it drain you just as much to be my assistant? And have to talk to people about my products and interact with people and be friendly and bubbly and tell them what I do
0: and <laughs> <laughs> so no it doesn't but i also think that's because i don't do a lot of talking to the people when i'm when i'm there for your thing i'm there you know just spend time with you and i'll go i'll go run errands for you and i'll go around and i'll tell you But I don't really, people don't come to me and ask me questions. They ask you questions. Does that make sense? It
1: does. But I mean, a lot of times they don't know. People didn't know that I wasn't the baker. People don't know you're not the knitter.
0: I guess I feel the same anxiety when you get up to go to the, not to say like, don't, don't you fucking leave me here (laughs) or anything. But like when you go and go to the bathroom and I'm, I'm manning this booth or whatever, When people come up to me and they're like, oh, how much is this or this or this? And I'm like, I just feel like I'm stumbling over myself and I I just am like, I feel like I always leave the interaction being like, fuck, 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 Mm. you stupid, you stupid idiot. Like, (laughs) shut up, be coherent. (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? I don't think I have ever had an interaction with someone at a craft fair where at the end of the conversation I'm like, Like, that was, that was really good, Chrissy. (laughs) See, you should, though. I mean, that makes
1: me sad because you should. You really should. I totally, totally get where you're coming from. But I, I really enjoyed Sunday. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. Now, I hated for it to be getting closer and closer to the end of the day and not seeing the foot traffic. Yeah. and not seeing you sell your stuff and knowing that you were that you were going to be losing a lot of money. I did not like to see that. Sure, at all. But I mean, as compared to the craft fair that fairs that I have been in, I mean, it's the opposite. I'll get maybe 20% engagement and they still don't buy anything. They're just in there going, "Oh, that's cute." Mhm. Whereas you had 80% engagement and and Pretty much everybody bought something. So there's just something enjoyable about that. And also, even the people who didn't buy anything, it's more fun for me, I think, to have a little interaction with a stranger, because that's what you're there to do. Right. Than just sit there and stare at a wall and feel like, why the hell am I even here? Because even people who didn't buy something, you still had a chance to hand out a card and say, I do custom everything, call me if you have a party.
0: I don't know exactly how to categorize My level of, yeah, I would definitely do that again. It wasn't miserable. I wonder though, let's just say a miracle happened
1: and you literally had one and only one of each of the things to sell that someone bought. You had zero extra product. Was that financially worth? It was literally a whole workday from nine to four Was that worth it financially after the booth rental?
0: I'm just curious. I have no idea. I wasn't keeping track. I haven't done the math yet as to what my profit would be because I have the cost, you know, built in. That's what it costs to make it. This is what I want it. This is what I want to make profit wise. So I don't, I'd have to look again to see like what I would actually be making at the end of the day.
1: In general, do you think it was financially worth it if you had only had one thing for
0: everybody that bought something? No, I don't think it would be. There would be a set number that I would have to sell to be able to make my booth fee back. And did you sell that Sunday? I think that I sold only enough to to make up my booth fee. Okay.
1: And is that worth it to you to do again and again?
0: No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it would not be worth it. I guess what I'm getting at is the only thing that would make having this small business be worth it is for me to continue enjoying doing it because I'm not going to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's like, Hey, I have a party. I need 24 cupcakes. That's worth it because I know exactly what they want. I'm giving them exactly what they want. There's still a little bit of anxiety associated with it because, you know, you're like, I really want it to be what they expect it to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking that a lot of just the, is not worth it from an emotional standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. not even necessarily financial. I'm thinking that that will be different next month.
1: I just I don't know. I I it really bums me out because <laughs> I just I don't know. I really like it and I enjoy it and I wish that there was I wish there that, that there was this middle ground between me who is like 100% dry spell and you who it's like well people people want it and people are engaging But there's so much waste when you don't sell any, sell things. Right. You know, I can put my crap back down in the basement for the next decade. Right. I wish there was some middle ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I just, I love, I love it. I love when you come with me and I love to come with you and I love to do something together and we've always wanted to do like a business together, but you're good at things that I'm not and I like to knit and that's not really your cup of tea, but like... It's something that we can do together. Like, for example, next month, we both got booths. Mm -hmm. This time, I didn't get a booth because we had no idea what things were going to look like for you. And we were like, I don't want to have to be dealing with customers. Mm -hmm. and You're dealing with whatever (laughs) you're dealing with. So next month, because we have it all figured out, (laughs) I'll have a booth and you'll have a booth and they'll be next to each other. So does that change your – does that make you be more like, okay, yay? there's at least something else that's going to be going on in my circle of things? Or are you like, does it make you nervous that you won't have me? I mean, you will, because again, it wasn't that busy. Yeah. There are some craft fairs that we've been to where it's like elbow to elbow, you know, and you, you literally have to get in line to see what these people have or to have their samples. And I feel like that's what we always envision, mm-hmm. and so we are in, like, freak-out mode, mm-hmm. and then, like, it ends up being so...
0: <laughs> just, like, little trickles of people. Yeah, you're
1: like, can somebody please, for the love of God, even pretend you're interested over here? Yeah.
0: So I think I feel the same way that you do. I think you have a little bit of, of an extra element of you like engaging people, and I just don't. I did not like being, like... Hey, guys, free samples. You know, I think that is
1: psychological, too, because in my mind, this was for you. It wasn't for me. I was like, I am a champion for you. Right. And so I'll go act a fool for you. I don't to Yeah,
0: because you, you saying, hey, free samples is you acting <laughs> a fool. <laughs> 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 Missy, you're being so <laughs> embarrassing right now. Calm down. Well, if
1: that gives anybody (laughs) an idea of what it feels like for us to engage with somebody, we're, like, acting a fool while (laughs) telling people we have free samples, you know? But that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. I just, well, this is for her. You know, I'll do anything for her. It's like Halloween when people wouldn't cross the train tracks to come to your house and you had all this candy. I was like in the middle of the road jumping up and down and screaming, <laughs> "Candy, candy, candy down here." <laughs> like, that's not something I would normally ever do. Yeah. But if you were to swap that and say for example, I don't know, it's it's not the exact same with knitting, but say I was like, "Do you want to try it on?" "Hey, would you like to try this on?" which People are a little bit more averse to than a free sample, but whatever. I I just would not feel comfortable being like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to care about my thing?"
0: I I totally get what you're saying because when we're at craft fairs, I usually make it a point to wear something that you have made, and I will walk around with cards. People will be like, "Oh my gosh, such a cute sweater!" And I'll be like, "It's actually what's next next here. Card, she's here, you know." And I'll go around like. Basically advertising like that, because usually, especially when we're at a craft fair, people will see what it, what you've made that I'm wearing, and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like that. Mm. Or, like the very first craft fair that you had, where I made baked goods to draw people in, mm-hmm. and at the end, because no one came, everybody was just bartering, because it was only the crafters that bought anything. Mm-hmm. Nobody made any money that day. Yeah. I didn't have a problem going around and being like, hey, would you like a cookie and a card? Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. It is absolutely 100% psychological. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know if it's something that I will get over feeling like so stupid and so rejected when they're like, no, I I can't eat that. I'm good. Because like when you would offer it to someone, they'd say, no, thanks. You just feel like I was being so annoying. (laughs) I was being so obnoxious. I'll go die
1: now. Yeah.
0: And I just, you know, I look at that and I'm like that is not worth feeling that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I don't know. I I
1: think that this is one of those things where we just really need each other because I just didn't feel that way. My only negative feeling was I was like, why aren't there fucking more people here like they said there would be? Yeah. That was my only negative feeling. I mean, I wasn't uncomfortable telling people there were free samples. I thought your spiel was fine. I didn't feel uncomfortable for you. I I don't know. We just, like, basically, maybe you just need to make everything and you can act like you're my assistant <laughs> when we sell your stuff and vice versa when we sell my stuff. Because I just, I just didn't get any of that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So I guess my other question to you is, while we were there, did I seem... Like I was, I had as no idea how I miserable I you were.
1: I am just now finding out how miserable you were. I knew you were peeved because you were like, "I'm fucking gonna kill myself if I have to bring all these cupcakes." Yeah. Home. I knew that, but I had no idea how miserable you were. Like interacting and with the whole sample thing, <laughs> and, and your elevator speech.
0: I would have thought that you were happy that people were interested. <laughs> See, I just wish that we could go off the honor system. I will put myself on a table, come over, don't make eye contact, put money in the bowl, walk away. (laughs) Maybe it's one of those things where, and I think we both have this, where it's like we over empathize. Like we put ourselves in other people's shoes, but not necessarily in their shoes. We put our, we basically pretend like we are them. And we're like, but we wouldn't like it if someone was like being pushy. When I'm at a craft fair and, or when I'm at a yard sale, I don't want to have to pretend like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, oh, really? (laughs) But no, I won't buy it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like that. So I'm sitting on the other side of the table. Like I'm going to go way overboard to not make them feel like I'm like, now pretend like you like my stuff. You know what I mean?
1: I and do I know, know that that is
0: not that is not right.
1: I think this is where the difference between us and a real businesswoman comes into play because you may irritate a lot of people. It, let's say you you reach out to thirty people and you irritate ten of them, but you make ten sales. Mm-hmm. That's still better than thirty people come by. You engage nobody and you make five sales. Right. But you don't annoy anybody either. The business portion of that has to come out. You have to engage people. Yeah. And I'm not like dishing out like business advice. I'm just saying I know you made sales only because you made them come over and engage. Yeah. Because they would have walked right by and pretended not to see you.
0: And I 100% agree with that. And that's why it's so frustrating, you know, when you go home and you're reflecting and you're like, the way that I am treating these interactions or the way that I am thinking about these interactions is wrong. How do I stop? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I also don't think it's that
1: annoying because what's irritating is when somebody calls you over you're like, okay, fine. And then they talk to you about their entire line. And then they give you all of the prices. And then they talk about the sale. And then mm. they talk about their history. And then they talk about the company. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'll ask you if I give a fuck. Yeah. You know, but all you did was, hey, free sample. And if they stood there and they were like, oh, that's really good. You'd say, okay, well, the two packs are two fifty. dollars if you really liked that. We have different flavors if you're interested. Yeah, that can't be that annoying. They either were like, (laughs) okay, sounds good. I'll buy it or cool. I'll think about it and then
0: go away. Yeah, that's 100% true. I felt like I thought that I had my footing before I showed up. And then when I was actually there, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. fuck. I I don't want to be here. I, I will just like give all my stuff away. Mm -hmm. And you notice that I kept trying to give my stuff away, especially there towards the end. I was like, I'm just going to give like five boxes to each of the vendors, even Mm -hmm. though none of them came over. And it won't lead to any sales because they'll just be like, thanks for the free stuff and throw my card away. Right. It's all very, very
1: interesting. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I hope you get over it because I really enjoy doing this. And I don't want you to do things that make you miserable. (laughs) (laughs) but But I hope that you just can find it in yourself to feel different. <laughs> I hope that you can find it in yourself
0: to change who you are.
1: <laughs> because I'm I'm sorry. Like, I understand how you feel. I'm just honestly telling you that your feelings aren't really valid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, someone had to say it, so. The thing is, is I want to like it. I want to. I really want to like it. And I think that I can learn to like it. (laughs) I just didn't like it this first time. So yeah, this episode
1: has been really like, pretty much just a normal conversation between the two of us, except recorded. Because we really haven't... um...
0: We haven't, like, broken down. Yeah.
1: We haven't talked since we did it, so all of this is, like, fresh off the press. Yeah. Freshly dissected. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You sent everything home with me.
0: All of the extras (laughs) home with me. I don't want to
1: see it. It makes me sick. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to look at this anymore. Get this out of my face. (laughs) Um, and I did end up like consolidating everything and almost, I mean, it was a hot day out and a lot of things ended up melting. There's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't as beautiful as it started out, Mm -hmm. but most of it was salvageable, honestly. And, uh, so I ended up consolidating a, a lot of it and putting it in boxes and sent it to the school with Chad, my husband, and they've had your cupcakes before and he, um, he wasn't working that day, but he took them in. And everybody was like, they saw him coming in with boxes and they were like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Is that what I think it is? It better be what I think it is. They were freaking the <laughs> fuck out. I'm like, well, I wish that you would like it enough that you would buy
0: it, but at least you yeah. enjoy it. Well, see, we were even joking because I was like, just donate it. Donate it. Don't, I don't want to look at it. I've made some stuff for Chad to take in to his work before. You know, and I'm like, oh, and here's cards, you know, maybe one, maybe one or two of them would be like, hey, you know, I want to order a dozen cupcakes or whatever. And then I was like, that's stupid. Why would they do that? All they have to do is just wait me out yeah. for me to make, make stuff make and be like, of something. well, I don't need these anymore. Take, <laughs> take them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know it didn't put the money
1: back in your pocket, but it's certainly better than imagining it all and all your hard work in a dumpster. Yeah. You know?
0: I feel like I just spent a long time complaining and being like, boo, I don't like tiny people. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Somebody called the ambulance. You honestly have surprised me a little bit,
1: like in how deeply you feel this way and how little I could tell. How miserable you are. It just really it's throwing me.
0: It's really throwing me, <laughs> me. I'm glad that it didn't look like I was, you know, a sad sack sitting in my lawn chair. <laughs> I think it was kind of culture shock. You know, I've never been on where I was on Sunday. I've never been in that place before. All right. I'm still processing.
1: <laughs> um. So anyway, for our final portion of this episode, you are clearly fucking not cured. Yeah. I really would have thought that you'd made more progress by now in this <laughs>
0: department. <laughs> I really, okay, so honestly, in the past month, I have noticed a strong regression. I don't know why, I don't know where it's coming from, mm-hmm. but there has been a lot where I'm like, why? Why all of a sudden am I just like crippled with anxiety? Mm-hmm. Why? Just stop. You're so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> So no, I'm not. I am not cured. I've got some shit to work out. You sound like you're like, you got it made in the shade, girl. You are like, put me in front of, put me in the middle of a crowd and let me throw free samples at people. I mean, again, because it's on someone else's (laughs) behalf, I
1: guess. I just feel brave. When I can be like, well, I'm being dumb for her, you know, like she asked me to do this and i <laughs> do anything for her, so. I'm
0: going to put you in a big, I'm going to make something, oh, you know what? I'm going to make pumpkin rolls for the next craft fair, so I'll just get you, it's going to be close to Halloween, I'll find you a big pumpkin suit <laughs> and I'll make you wear that and get a sign for you to spin around. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get one for your son, too. He can be the baby pumpkin.
1: See, he's not a baby anymore, so he's really not so much of a draw. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: not nearly as cute (laughs) as he's not nearly
1: as desirable. (laughs) Um JK, he's still totes adorbs. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when they start to get that age, sometimes kindergartners can make people uncomfortable.
0: They're just not like, oh, how cute. I have noticed, you know, when I was working in the nursery at the church, there are distinct phases for each age group Mm -hmm. where one year it's like, why is this so hard to communicate with you? And then in six months, it's like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just go through those little
1: ebbs and flows. Just so embarrassing. You're just like, please don't come over here. Please don't talk to him. Please don't engage because he's going to be super embarrassing and rude. (laughs) I don't want to have to deal with it or explain it.
0: Which, I mean, you really shouldn't have to because, I mean, that is very common and normal.
1: I think it just depends on who it is because they're like, you know, somebody who might be more my age or somebody who is a teacher, like, they totally get it. They're like, you don't have to explain that shit to me. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. But, you know, maybe if it's somebody who's sort of been away from little kids for a while and they're like, well, you know, my kid would Mm -hmm. never acted like that or I would have never put up with that. Or people who don't have kids yet, sometimes, I mean, we did we did the same thing, my husband and I. Our kids will never, and we'll never put up with this, and we'll never put up with that. And there are things that we do not put up with that I still think people do put up with. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're making things harder on yourself. But yeah. You know, there are just certain things that until you go through it, you don't realize how little control you have. Yeah.
0: (laughs) For what they're doing. It's kind of like, I imagine that there's probably a lot of parents out there where they're like, I am not, they are not going to play on my cell phone, they're not going to play on a tablet, and they're not going to watch TV. I'm like, yeah, we'll fucking see. Good luck. Good luck with that. So yeah, I'm not cured. You're pretty much cured, at some point. I'm cured on your
1: behalf, and then I'm not cured when I have to do anything for myself.
0: (laughs) But we do become different people when we're together.
1: We do. Maybe that's the other thing that's throwing me, is I'm like, how could you have been so
0: uncomfortable
1: with me right there?
0: Like, what the hell? What gives? I don't know. I don't know. It was, like, just this, like, tunnel vision type thing. All right, fine. Fine. Bye. Bye.
2: Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Awkwards Anonymous. We hope you were comforted to know that you're not the only one thinking those evil thoughts, feeling those crazy feels, or being inappropriately awkward.
0: More than anything, we hope you were entertained. And of course, one of the most important things this podcast can do is to help you meet and support others who thought they were alone. We know it might be one of the hardest things you've ever done, dear introverts, but be bold, be brave, and introduce yourself. Tell us what's on your mind. What has your awkward ass been struggling with this week? Tell us a funny story. We're convinced we're not the only ones dealing with these seemingly irrational feelings and awkward behavior. so neither are you. We'd love to share what you have
2: to say on this podcast just to prove it. And remember, you guys are in control of how many people we reach. Share, follow, like, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Your feedback is everything to growing a network of weirdos supporting other weirdos. Email us with anything you want to share at Podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at awkwardsanonymouspodcast.
0: Meet with us every Tuesday to discuss all the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and wacky behavior we experience as awkwards. And really anything else we'd never normally say out loud. Can't wait to hear from you. Bye!